What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Justin Insight podcast. Um, if you had one, I hope everyone had a wonderful bank holiday that's just gone. Um, I really appreciate the three-day weekend because it allowed me the opportunity to catch up on some much-needed sleep. So, yeah, and it was really good weather here in the UK. So, if you whatever you're doing, I hope you had a had a good one. Um, for those who do not know, my name is Tim Birkbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of films, music, and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Um, I skimmed over it last week because we obviously had a lot of wrestling to get through, but uh, I want to briefly go back and talk about Art Tangent. Uh, obviously, I went there two weekends ago now. God, it seems like forever already. Um, but despite the shitty weather, uh, at times it was a pretty rad festival, I'm not going to lie. Uh, got to see one of my favourite bands in Converge, who absolutely killed it. Um, could have played a little longer if I'm being totally honest, but that's just me being picky. Uh, saw the number 12 looks like you band who I never thought I'd see and they had a, a bit of a ropey start I guess uh, I don't know if it was just sort of nerves or just the way they would like to play their set but they really got into it playing some of the older stuff um, and by the time they played Devil's Dick Disaster I absolutely lost my shit just went absolutely nuts uh, got to see Boris which was pretty rad had a gong what more can you want um, and countless other really cool bands um like fluffs fest uh our tangent is probably going to be one that i'm going to go to again next year obviously line up dependent on probably um i've said this to a few people but i'm kind of thinking 2000 trees as well because i've heard so many good things about that festival this year so I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be my three next year fingers crossed i'll be asked to cover a few of them press wise maybe even some of the bigger ones we'll wait and see who well yeah that's all in the future for now but all my um my summer festivaling is now over and done with so we're kind of back to back to reality unfortunately but um some of the other standout bands from art tangent which i wasn't either too familiar with or hadn't really seen live or anything uh well one was alpha male tea party who i i was familiar with but to see them live was incredible they were really really good loads of energy and just loads of fun uh, Gallops, another band who were really good, um, and the Aussie band uh, Sleep Makes Waves, who just looked like they were having the most fun on stage. So, uh, if you're unfamiliar with those three bands, highly recommend going to check them out. Um, also, got to hang out with my good friend Mikey, uh, who runs the Vino Sangri uh, T-shirt printing company. I'm sure many of you own a T-shirt he has printed. If you're into the UK DIY hardcore stuff, because he has done probably about 70 to 80% of all of the t-shirts that people in that scene produce. So yeah, um, but it was really good to see him. Always really good to hang out with him because he's just such a nice dude. Um, but yeah, in regards to Art Tangent, you can read the full review that I did for it uh, over at alreadyheard.com. So please go check that out. Have a little read. It got retweeted by Converge, so that was pretty fucking cool. Um as for this week, again, pretty busy with work, as seems to be the norm at the moment, but uh, my band, The Divorcee, we played a show in London on Thursday, which was loads of fun. A uh, really packed out room at the Black Heart in Camden, which was rad. Uh, shout out to the dudes in Pupil Slicer who put us out, put us on, put us on. Don't know why I turned American then. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. I got super sweaty, did a little stage jump thing yeah it was really cool um hopefully gonna be playing some more shows up that way a couple of people sort of like really 
really good response from it um and we've had a few messages on our on our page about hitting up london again so yeah fingers crossed more shows coming to the capital if you live that way um i said kind of like i finished with my festival series but the the kind of final festival i did do was one that i covered for work it's a festival called car fest and i have to say it's probably the most middle class thing that i've ever attended it was oh i got really like this is how bad it was i was i got angry so i left early just because people were pissing me off um not only was it bad enough that the headlining acts were ollie Mers and the college chiefs on the friday when i went but it's just ignorant families everywhere uh they had these kind of like buggy things to wheel your kids around because apparently kids can't walk um but they were just getting in the way all the time they had this kind of area sanctioned off where you couldn't put a seat in front of which that was fair enough that was very good but as soon as you got past that you had all the twats with their picnic baskets and picnic rugs out with their glasses of prosecco and there was just miles long queue for any food there was probably about two vegan options i'm not vegan but whenever i go to things like this i like to kind of pick out vegan options just to sort of kind of see what they kind of cater for and it was just yeah not impressed at all so i'm sorry carfest i will not be returning in a hurry and i'm so glad i didn't have to pay for a ticket um but yeah that's that's by the by um apart from that as i said it's been a bank holiday here in the uk uh it's been pretty chill for me uh when i watched logan lucky which was was okay not nothing kind of amazing um i'm going to actually do a review of it in the film section at the end of the show um it's going to be three film reviews this week because i've managed to watch three films so which is unlike me but that's going to be obviously after the interview with this week's guests uh also went to the revolution pro wrestling show at the guild hall in portsmouth which featured uh former wwe champion jack swagger who I've, I've had this conversation with a friend of mine like he was okay uh i don't know if it's just kind of the novelty that he's in the indies at the moment but hopefully he'll he'll kind of do quite well but the thing that kind of did disappoint me a little bit was just the Portsmouth crowd's reaction uh to two guys who have been working tirelessly in the indies at the moment uh which is david Starr and jeff cobb who obviously come over from the states as well and there was just no reaction for them um so that was pretty disappointing but it's Portsmouth crowds they're not like diehard wrestling well there's a, there are some diehard wrestling fans in there but a lot of it's kind of family friendly and stuff like that so it's you kind of got to to accept expect it to an extent but that's pretty much my my week all wrapped up so we'll get on to this week's episode uh it's the second of the ones i recorded at fluff fest um and it's with vocalist uh of rhode island's worst days uh matthew um it's a bit of a shorter episode this time around because there was kind of a lot going on around us. Uh, we were in the merch tent, so I was conscious of kind of not taking up too much of Matthew's time. Also, Geranium were sound checking at the time and were pretty imminent about going on the main stage. So there is a bit of background noise, so I do apologise for that. But yeah, it does sound a little bit rushed, but I kind of hit the points I wanted to with Matthew and... and I really appreciate the the time he took because he didn't have to speak to me at all. So re- yeah, really appreciate the time. But so so yeah, please sit back, enjoy the brief chat I have with Matthew from Worst Days, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi. 
Cool, so I'm with Matthew from Worst Days uh, here at Fluff Fest. Uh, Matt, how was your Fluff Fest experience? Fluff's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really good time. It's a, a lot more than what I expected it yeah. to be, for sure. I mean, uh, just coming to Europe in general is a crazy experience. Um, we don't really get that much uh, support, I guess, like, yeah, you know, yeah. back home. So like to come to a spot like this where everyone's just involved with the music scene is amazing. So yeah, A plus so far. So this is your first time ever in Europe? Uh, it's our first time with Worst Days in Europe, yeah. Cool. So, uh, how many days into the tour are you? Uh, it's our last day. Oh, okay. So, yeah. how how's the tour in general been? Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we ran into a couple snags, but we worked it out, which cool. is awesome. Uh, yeah. So we did five dates. We started in Berlin, uh, yeah. the 13th, and then our last day was today at cool. Fluffest, and uh, now we're hanging out. Any particular highlights? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> we played uh, in Croatia in the middle of the woods uh, at uh, Sick as We Are Fest. Uh, fantastic, you know, we got drunk until like 10 o'clock in the morning, nice. had so many people. Uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. We also played uh, in Hall, Germany, which was like a, a punk rock mansion oh, with like okay. a, a hippie commune in the backyard. So like, That's that was really awesome to hang yeah, out at, for sure. Sounds like you've had some pretty pretty awesome shows there for your first time. Uh, right yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. No complaints, no complaints yeah. whatsoever. And so the, the little podcast I do is called Just an Insight. So basically the thing that we like to ask is like how the band kind of started. So can you give us an insight into how Worst Days kicked off and started in the first place? Totally. Um, so Worst Days is basically the brainchild of our bassist and guitarist, Alan Haig, okay. the guitarist, and uh, Josh Marshall, the bassist. Okay. Uh, they started off their buddies. Uh, originally it was supposed to be like a street punk band, so a completely different direction. Okay. Uh, I'm the second vocalist. Originally they had a cat who played in Road Rage, also did some stuff with Modern Life is War. Oh, sick. Uh, she ended up moving, so they were looking for a new vocalist. I hopped in. Uh, Chris on drums hopped in when I did. So maybe two and a half years ago we started yeah. off. Uh, yeah, and so we did a bunch of Canadian tours. Uh, we did US tours with uh, the Ultimate Screamo Band and uh, Como Ver and uh, Brunettes. Oh, nice. And yeah, so this is our, our third international tour, first time in Europe. Cool. Yeah. And so, obviously the, the kind of type of music you guys play, it's kind of, I don't know, for me when I listen to it, it's kind of a crossover of sort of like old school punk and new school kind of like thrash in a way. Totally. But what, so what kind of influences do you take um, to make the music that you do? Sure, I mean we all have different uh, influences for sure. For me personally, I'd have to say Page 99, yeah. Orchid, uh, Converge, Botch, uh, especially with what Josh and Chris and uh, Alan are doing yeah. instrumentally. Uh, we have like a lot of like math core background for yeah, sure. Yeah. But when it comes to when I do vocals, I like to have like the shrill screams, but also yeah, incorporate yeah. the low growls. You know what I mean? So I mean, we, we literally are we encompass a lot of different genres, and it's yeah. all based on shit that we've been listening to since like ten years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, this band is really fun for that reason because there's not one style that we play. We play uh, uh, different variations of hardcore. And yeah. Punk, you know what I mean? Because. Well, Obviously, you kind of touched on it, like the kind of like mafia element sort of thing. But obviously, your vocals kind of lend themselves to the more hardcore side of things. Yeah. So, when you're like, so obviously, I know this is the first time you're over here in Europe, but in America and stuff, do you kind of find it hard to fit into bills, or is it quite because you've kind of got that scope that you can slot into anything? Totally. Um, back home, it, it's it's awesome. Our scene is amazing. Providence has a great hardcore punk scene, but uh, it, it, it's just a little tough because. You know, shows are very seldom when it comes to the hardcore and punk scene, right? because we have bigger bands. You know, like Drop Dead, Daughters, uh, Lightning Bolt. So people are more catered to yeah. those bigger shows. Um, but yeah, like I said before earlier, like coming here is just like overwhelming the amount of support that we have. You know, we the shows that we were playing before coming to Fluff Fest, talking to people that were at the show. They're saying, yeah, man, I saw that there was a band from Scotland and a band from the U.S., so I decided to come to the bar and just check yeah, it out. Yeah. 
that really doesn't happen back home. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's more of like a tight niche, which yeah. isn't bad at all. Like, I mean, it's awesome that people are tight like that, but here everyone is like a community, and everyone, yeah, yeah. it's not just, oh, I like this band, it's like, I like hardcore, I like punk, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, in that sense, I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously you guys have only been, how long have you actually been a, a band, like running? So? Uh, about two and a half years. Yeah, so obviously, Coming over to Europe in quite a short space of time, was that something that was kind of on the bucket list or was it just that things kind of fell into place? Uh, a little bit of both, yeah. for sure. I've always wanted to come here and play music with my friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got asked to play a bunch of shows and we were like, fuck it, why not let make a tour of it, yeah. you know? So. And because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've, so far you've only done kind of like EPs and things like that, so you haven't had a, a sure. full length. So is that quite sort of endearing for you that even though you've only got a limited recorded stuff, that people still want to come out and see you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. I mean, we have like 16 minutes worth of music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're short and sweet to the point. But uh, yeah, it's awesome that people like are listening to the catalog, for sure. You'll say your guitarist obviously said fuck Trump, and I think it's a massive thing in the States. It's hard for anyone not to talk about it. Sure, but, yeah. But from your perspective, obviously living in the States and things like that, has that kind of changed the, the punk dynamic in a way? Um, a lot of people are more united, especially yeah. in the uh, the punk and hardcore scene back home. Uh, I feel like people are, you know, sticking together and making it a, a, a better place, you know, yeah. especially in a time that it's, it's very dark for us, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I have nothing good to say about Trump. <laughs> nothing at all, and it, it, it's tough too because all the shows that we were playing, you know, people are asking us, "Oh, you're American, so give me your idea on Trump." But like, do you support yeah, him? Yeah. All this kind of stuff, and you know, and some people, like you know, once they find out we're American, they just walk away. Oh, really? Yeah, and they give a stink eye, which is a little bizarre without you know hearing our side. But yeah, yeah. I understand it's, it's, it's a shitty situation, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's representative of all the people that are visiting here. You know, so. Do you find that obviously with the kind of political sort of climate in the states, and so it's saying what we're kind of having in, in the UK as well, that like you've kind of got to be a voice for for the not the little guy, but the, the ones that don't kind of support that, because obviously a lot of my friends' fans in the UK are now singing a lot more about politics than sure. they were previously. So if you found not that maybe necessarily in your music, but in other American bands, that that's kind of coming through a bit more. Um, I mean, it's it's not much different because uh, we've had shitty presidents, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. From from Bush to Obama and uh, to Donald Trump, uh, we all are still singing about the same shit. We're yeah. all singing about equality. We're all singing about freedom. Uh, you know, uh, rights for everybody. And, and so, in that sense, it hasn't changed. You know, yeah. that message has always been there and it'll always stay there. And obviously, for for yourselves as a band, what's kind of like the the next step? Is it? writing a full length or is it just touring as much as you can? Or? 
Uh, well, we just recorded a week before we came here. Oh, uh, we recorded with Will Killingsworth from Orchid, so that was a huge deal oh, nice. for me. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, so we did four songs, and we're planning on doing uh, two different splits. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're waiting on a couple buddies to confer, you know, and then get those out. But uh, as far as a full length, I'd love to have one. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's, that's every band's dream, you know what I mean? To have a fucking 12-inch out there, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I like what we're doing. The cassettes are awesome. You know, short and sweet, eight-minute cassettes, you know? Yeah. And, again, obviously, seeing you guys today, obviously, it's quite uh, quite an intense sort of short burst sort of thing. So do you think that that kind of format suits you? Like, obviously, 12, like, as you said, 12-inch would be a dream, but obviously, you've then got to produce X amount of songs. So do you yeah. think a 7-inch or a tape kind of suits what you're doing better at the moment? Totally. And it's more representative of how we are live. Yeah. Because uh, we are short and sweet. We have typically a 12 to 15-minute set. Uh, I know personally I die every time. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't do anything longer than 20 minutes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the tapes and 7-inches are definitely representative of what we are live. So. And for you personally, what, what was the last record that you bought? Last record uh, was here, okay. and it was uh, Jenny Piccolo 7-inch. Oh, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, And how I'd like to kind of round these up is to ask what your favourite song of the band is, is, but rather than just a generic, what's your favourite song, what's the favourite song that you like to play live? Um, I would have to say Separation Anxiety. Yeah. So that's uh, the single off of our second EP. Uh, the message behind it is basically we're all individuals and we all are equal and there's no difference between our appearances, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what is going on in the world has nothing to do with how we should communicate with each other, you know what I mean? There is negativity, there's positivity, but at the end of the day, we just need to drop all that and just be people together. So basically, separation anxiety is that idea that like, you know, uh, we're being alienated from certain cultures and certain societies because of the way they look or their religion or yeah, all this yeah. stuff. So in a sense, personally, I get anxiety when yeah, you know yeah, things yeah. Are, are put in perspective like that. Yeah. So with that being said, separation anxiety is definitely one of my favorite songs live just because of the message that I have to yeah. send out. Cool. For sure. And, and are you staying here for the whole weekend or are you just here for the day? Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Drinking nice. beer and <laughs> watching awesome bands. Cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your vlog, Matt. Thank, thank you. Hell yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there we have it, folks. Once again, thanks to Matthew from Worst Days for taking the time to talk to me. Um, hopefully we'll see a lot more of Worst Days coming over here in the UK and Europe in the future. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the band or just check them out if you're unfamiliar with them, um, you can do so on social media. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash worstdayhc. Uh, or you can go listen to their music over at worstdays.bandcamp.com. Uh as promised, this week's film section, I'm going to do three brief film reviews. Um, so the first one I reviewed uh, was for VultureHound.com. Uh, it's a film called Dark Knight. So here is the trailer. Just another love 
So basically, the film is loosely based on a massacre that happened in Colorado around the release of Christopher Nolan's uh, film The Dark Knight. Um, it's a very artsy film, uh, barely any dialogue in it. Uh, it's kind of mockumentary style, but you quickly realise it's not a mockumentary. Um, it focuses on six strangers who live in this kind of suburban town, uh, just kind of wandering through life, not a lot really going for them. There's no kind of particular structure to the narrative apart from the tension that's built up around these six characters that any one of them is capable of doing something that's pretty nuts. Uh, you never actually kind of see what the quote-unquote event is or anything like that, but it's just kind of built up through uh, the kind of lunacy of each character, the kind of anxieties around them, um, which for me I've really enjoyed. Um, the film is beautifully shot. There's some really good shots in it. There's a part where uh, two of the characters are kind of skateboarding along and you just kind of keep seeing their heads kind of popping in and out of shot, which I really enjoyed. Um and that's kind of what kept me engaged in the film, if I'm being totally honest. But if you're not kind of an indie art house film fan, and honestly this one's not for you, um, I don't mean that in a, in a blunt way, but you'll probably find it quite boring, which I can kind of understand. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but make what you will of it. Um, if you want to, as I say, if you want to read the full review, visit, visit vulturehound.com. Uh, there's a bit more going into a bit more depth in there so you can make a, a judgment from there um second film i'm going to review is one that i've been meaning to watch for ages and finally got round to it is uh, imperium so again here is the trailer you see the type of organization we have here we can always use a man like you nathan an educated war veteran clean record and so what's the overall objective this is revolutionary activity we're talking about here. I need an informant. Get in there and make a difference. We are a thinking man's soldiers. First here, and then here. We know where you live. I don't have the skills for this. I can't even defend myself. You do have the skills. Try relating to these guys as human beings. We see what we want to see. But just because you're not looking at something... Get your hands off me. Doesn't mean it's not there. You okay there, Nate? Look a little off. Big things, they're coming. An event that wakes people up. Massive terrorist plot. It's morning in America, and there's a new day coming. Are you a cop? <laughs> These guys are fanatics. They will not be taken alive. For evil to triumph, it only takes good men. To do nothing. Nathan, what's your opinion on infiltration? Do you suspect someone? Ah, it's just, you know, it's like they say at these rallies. You look to the left, look to the right. You know, one of these people is a snitch. It's the left. So 
So for those who, who don't know, uh, Imperium stars Daniel Radcliffe uh, and he plays an undercover FBI agent who infiltrates a white supremacy group. Um, things are all going well, he's kind of got them on their side uh, and then it kind of takes a twist where he's kind of wrong place, wrong time kind of thing and, and goes off on that sort of tangent. Um, it's a really good film and I think for, for Daniel Radcliffe it was a brave film to make, especially after all the kind of Harry Potter stuff. He gets fully involved in the role, shaves his head and so on and so forth. Um, and the fact that I watched this kind of with everything that's going on in America right now kind of made me think that, okay, some of the issues were a little bit skimmed over around the whole kind of white supremacy movement in the US. Um, but as I say, the film was made a couple of years ago now, so they went to obviously know what happened in Charlottesville was going to happen. But I enjoyed it. As I say, Radcliffe put in a really good performance um, one thing that it did emphasise is how small he is compared to some other people but that's by the by is I really enjoyed this so it's one that I will highly rec- recommend people um, lastly a film that I saw the other day that I'm going to review uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show was Logan Lucky uh, starring Channing Tatum and Adam Driver so again here's the trailer Jimmy, I'm just gonna say it. I gotta let you go. You were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. The one-armed bartender. (laughs) You need to show a little respect. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am in car, sir, Ray, dead. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. The Coca-Cola 600 is the biggest race of the year. We need a computer whiz. I know everything there is to know about computers, okay? All the Twitters, I know them. Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. Now, how many yards away is the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. They're going to know what we want them to know. My life of crime is over. stupid. It's been handled. Oh, this is gonna be good. That looks like it hurt. I want everything on Jimmy Logan. I'm about to get naked. So no bacon. I said no bacon. You Logans must be as simple-minded as people say. People say that. <laughs> Would you give me my arm, please? Is it this one? <laughs> Firstly, I'm going to say I love anything that Adam Driver does. Uh, I think he's brilliant in anything that he's in. But that being said, this film doesn't necessarily live up to what I'd hoped it would be. Uh, I've read some really good sort of 
previews about it. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of fell a little bit flat. Uh, the concept is quite clever. It's about this dumb sort of redneck family who have this curse surrounding them who pull off this massive heist and, and essentially get away with it. Um, but there's no kind of killer punch in there. Like There's some, some really good jokes in it, which is good, but you're kind of just floating along the whole film and it's uh, it's a little bit vanilla, unfortunately. Um, Adam Driver's good in it. Channing Tatum is showing that he is a brilliant actor all round, which, fair play to him. He's doing some really good stuff recently. But yeah, wasn't the greatest film. I'd go... I'd say go see it yourself and make your own judgment because there there are people that this will cater for. But yeah, just a bit bit bland for me, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's it. That rounds up another episode. Uh, so thank yeah, thanks again for for checking us out as always. Uh, you can keep up to date with things, what's going on with the show, what we're planning with the show, what wrestling shows I'm watching. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, you can get us on the emails if you want to get in touch with the show, which is just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Uh, next week will be the last of our interviews that I conducted at Fluff, um, so keep an eye on that one when it drops next Tuesday. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast, and I will see you soon. Yeah.